0: quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice to text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected Parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm glad you're here. I've had a lot of time to think about these next few episodes, and um, I really wanted to dive into one about the difference between boundaries and limits and consequences and punishments and the interchangeability of all of those world words and the the understanding of discipline. So discipline has been used to kind of describe this idea of punishments and rewards traditionally, but discipline in its essence is means to teach somebody. It comes from the word disciple. So many people believe that the only way in which you can teach a child a lesson is to give them a consequence and that children cannot learn unless they have a consequence and that they they will not understand right and wrong unless you give them a consequence. Then there's this other idea that a consequence is actually a limit or a boundary. But in reality, a limit or a boundary is just a limit or a boundary. Like I can say, you know, no more cookies or we're all done with the iPad or bedtime is at eight o'clock and those are limits or boundaries. We do not have to enforce them with consequences. We can have limits and boundaries and they can be devoid of punishments and consequences and rewards. Limits and boundaries can just exist on their own. So can rules. And often people will say, well, gentle parenting, connected parenting, respectful parenting, all these conscious parenting, all these labels that are not conventional parenting, lack limits. But that just isn't true. They don't lack limits. They lack consequences. And in some cases, some of those parenting approaches use consequences. In connected parenting, we don't use consequences. And when I say we don't use consequences, I mean we don't use parent-imposed consequences. If you don't do X, Y, and Z, I'm going to take your thing away or if you, you know, bribery can be considered a consequence too. If you do X, Y, or Z, I'll give you this thing. And rewards can be considered consequences because when you are using a reward to manipulate a child to do something, that's a consequence, that's a manipulation. that's an external motivator. So connected parenting doesn't use external motivators where conventional parenting does. But connected parenting has limits and boundaries and rules, but it doesn't enforce them using the ideas of consequences. So then it begs the question, well, how do you get, and this is the question I get all the time. How do I get my kids to do X, Y, and Z? How do I get them? How do I, how to make them listen? How do I force them to do things? And I think when we're asking ourselves that question, we're asking ourselves the wrong question. I think the right question is, why isn't your child doing it? Why isn't your child choosing to be helpful around the house? why isn't your child choosing to be kind? Why isn't your child choosing to do as you ask them to do when you need them to do things? And there can be a myriad of reasons why that's happening. Could be disconnection. Could be that your ask is outrageous. Could be that they're making a mistake and they just don't want to do what you ask because they're in a mood or they're having a hard time or they're struggling in their own life. But instead of asking those questions, many of us go to this idea of like, well, how do I just make them do it? I want to make them do it. They're they're not doing it and it's making my life hard. So I want to make them, I want to force them. And I'm going to do it with consequences. But what does that do to the child and to the relationship that you share with the child when you're only looking to make them do things because you want them to be obedient and you're going to do it with a consequence? What does that do to your relationship? And how does your child feel about you if you're just forcing them to do the things you want to do and you're not being curious about what's going on in the bigger picture? If we zoom out with different situations and every situation is going to be different, right? But if you zoom out and start asking yourself some, you know, getting curious and asking yourself some critical thinking questions, like why is my child saying no? Is it because they feel bad about our relationship and they're really pushing against me because they want to, because they don't want to do what, they, what I say because they're not feeling good about me? Or is it situational? Do they not want to do it because it's a big ask? They don't want to take the garbage out. They don't want to do their homework. And they're pushing in there because they don't feel as if they have enough autonomy. And they want to say no because they're exerting their free will and as they should. And is it fair of us to try to control them into doing what we want them to do against their free will or because we just want to, because we have our free will and our free will is stronger because we're more powerful and we're in control of the situation and we're bigger. And is that fair? Before we continue, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Their support lets us keep bringing you the show completely free. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. Biheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, Alpha Lac, found in breast milk, as well as Lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy to digest formula which includes prebiotics and an 80 20 whey to casein ratio, like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at ByHeart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise. When it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. Now back to the show. So when you zoom out and you ask yourself these questions, like, is it an appropriate ask? Is my child able to do it? Are they feeling good about the relationship they share with me? You know, or are they just making a mistake? Are they just choosing the wrong thing? Now back to this idea of limits and boundaries, when you have children who feel better about you, Who feel better about the relationship they share with you, who feel better in the home that they're living in, who feel better in general, tend to adhere to limits and boundaries more frequently. Now, are they going to 100% of the time? Absolutely not. Because nobody should adhere to the boundaries in life 100% of the time blindly. I wouldn't ask you to do that. And I don't expect children to do that. And I don't do that. If I see something, it's a, it's a limit or boundary that I don't think is right, I'm certainly going to confront that and certainly going to question it and certainly going to say like, oh, I don't know. Actually, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm not going to adhere to that limit. That's somebody who has critical thinking skills. That's somebody who is actually you know, engaging in the world in a way that is intelligent. We don't want people just following limits and boundaries that don't make sense. If your child believes that the limit or the boundary doesn't make sense, they might not follow that limit or boundary. And certainly if they don't feel good about you, they're not going to follow your lead. So that's why connected parenting is so effective. Because when you get somebody who's endeared to you because you've treated them so well, they'll almost do anything you ask. Within reason, they're going to do anything you ask within reason. My kids, for the most part, do what I ask them to do because they are not mad at me. They are not pushing against me. There's no conflict here. Sure, it's not always easy. The hard asks are still hard. the The dishwasher is like the hardest ask. The gr- trash is the hardest ask. But if I ask for help, or if I ask someone to help me, you know, bring in the groceries, or if I, and and to be really honest. If I'm being truly honest, my kids don't really need a lot of limits and boundaries because they limit and boundary themselves because they understand what right and wrong is internally. They don't need me to put in place all these crazy limits and boundaries and rules. They govern themselves because they want to. I don't need to step in and govern them. Now, granted, my kids are 18 and 15, but for a very long time, they've been doing the right thing because they want to do the right thing. And when they don't, that's a question for themselves. They'll suffer the natural consequence of whatever it is. If they're mean to me, like for instance, I know Pia said something the other day that she didn't mean She's being really mean and she didn't necessarily apologize. She's not an apologizer, but she always makes amends. So she came and was super nice to me and cuddling up to me and asked me if I wanted to do X, Y, and Z with her. And she, you know, brought me something that I really liked and asked me if I wanted a tea. And I knew and I could tell that she was making amends because she felt bad internally about what she had, how she had treated me. I didn't need to say a word. I didn't need to braid her. I didn't need to do anything because she understood that it didn't feel good for her. I didn't need to point it out to her. I didn't need to correct her. I didn't need to do anything to shame her. She had her own internal shame. So I don't need a consequence. And really, realistically, I don't need a boundary. I don't need it set out loud. The boundary in our house and the rule in a house, but this is a rule in life, right? I don't need to say it explicitly. We have to be kind to one another. That's expressed in the way we treat each other, that's expressed in the way we talk about things. Kindness isn't something I need to tell my kids to be. Kindness is something I exemplify and model and expect, but I also don't chastise them if they can't get there because I don't always get there. I don't always say and do the right thing. I'm not always perfectly kind and neither are they. So back to this idea of, I got on a tangent here. I think I do that often, but I hope it's a, a tangent where we can all learn. But the idea of punishments and consequences being limits and boundaries is just, it's a its a false Um, congruency, right? They do not mean the same thing. Limits and boundaries are things and expectations and rules are things that occur in our home that we can either state explicitly if we absolutely have to, or they're things that we just expect and everybody kind of knows. We know we're not supposed to hit our brother and sister. We know we're supposed to be kind. You know, We know we're supposed to clean up after ourselves and we model those things. We don't need to use consequences to enforce limits and boundaries. What we need to do is build connected relationships so we have kids that will for the most part do as we ask them to do within within reason. And when they don't, we don't go to how can I make them? I want them to do this. I need them to be obedient. They don't listen to me. Instead of going there in your head, they're not against you. They're not trying to be unkind. They're not doing all this on purpose. Go to curiosity why aren't they doing it? What's going on here? Is it disconnection? Can I get connected? Is it because it's a bad ask? Is it because it's a hard ask and I'm going to really need to build lots of connection around this ask to get it done? Or is it because they're exerting their free will? Or or is it because they don't feel that great about me? They don't want to do what I say. If you start getting curious, you're going to get to a better answer here around the bad question, which I don't really like. How do I get my kids to do this X, Y, or Z for me? Maybe you'll get to a new question, and then you'll come up with a new answer, and then you can solve your problem around this idea. So consequences, punishments, and rewards are not limits and boundaries. Limits and boundaries are just that, limits and boundaries. And they can exist on their own without having to use consequences, punishments, or rewards. Okay, I hope that made sense, and I didn't go crazy on some crazy tangent too far, And I hope to see you back on the Peace and Parenting Podcast.